chill the fuck out. Okay, we're here. We're back. Can you believe it? We're doing another episode of Loud About Nothing. Okay, okay. Everyone chill the fuck out. Okay, everyone calm down. Okay, it's me. It's your boy. It's the fucking hottest dude in the game, bro. It's that total fucking body boo body. That smoke show, Sebastian Canelli, coming at you. All right, everyone chill the fuck out, okay? Everyone just relax. Relax. We're doing the pod, okay? He's here every week. Okay, okay. He's here every week. The dude is cute AF, okay? Everybody's catching feelings for this dude. It's Robbie. Robbie, say what's up. What's up, Sebastian? Robbie, we got fucking straight fire today. Fire guest, yeah. We got mogul. We say we're moguls and we only bring on fucking moguls, bro. <laughs> this dude is out of the gate a mogul, undeniably. You know why? First credit, he's the founder of a comedy theater. He he created something out of nothing. I know, in these times, too. This is fucking Bezos status, yeah. bro. This is Amazon, bro, yeah. okay? Yeah. Fucking, this is my boy. He's so fucking funny. You know him from UCB, fucking RIP, but from the fucking ashes, the Phoenix, the Phoenix rises. Yeah. The Phoenix <laughs> rises, and that Phoenix is a fucking squirrel, okay? He created the Squirrel Comedy Theater fucking founder. My boy, Lou Gonzalez. Lou, say what's up, bro. Um, first off, I'm so excited at the different pitches you were hitting while you were talking. It was very exciting. You know, um, I'm I the Celine also... Dion. I'm the Celine Dion of talking. Oh, wow. You want to go with Celine Dion. Wow. Big talk. Um, I say... <laughs> also, I would not. I also, I am one of the founders. I'm not the founder. So let's clarify that. Like beautiful. The work that I put in, I would not have been able to like, I can't do, you can't do it there on your own. So um, uh, Corinne Wells, Marissa Montañez, uh, Alex Song, Michael Hartney, Patrick Keene, all amazing, wonderful people. And we all put in a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into starting this thing. And we'll see what happens. But that's that. Also, not Bezos status because he is exploitative and he's a monster. And of course. Uh, his power of course. is taken away from him. But like, <laughs> obviously, you know, like, I appreciate the compliment and the energy where it's coming from. It's very much like entourage vibes. And I love that. You know what? <laughs> You know what? We're entourage if they had fucking swag. You know what I mean? We're entourage if they grew some balls and fucking came at you, you know? Oh, when you mean swag, you don't mean the millions of dollars that they had, because technically that swag they did have. No, no. we're entourage if they all lived in their parents' basement. Okay. Oh, yeah, that sort of swag. Yeah, I know that swag, baby. You know that, know swag. that swag. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's 2020 swag, if we're going to be honest. It um, is. 2020 swag is uh, going back to places uh, with your head between your legs <laughs> and being like, well, yeah. Here we go. Here, uh, well, what are you going to do? Everything's turned to shit. Um, uh, like, did you, when you moved back then with your parents, were there, like events that you remember recalling just being like or like saying to yourself just like i'm never fucking going back there I'm never to, did you mm -hmm. ever think that yeah, yeah. I, feel like, I mean like i thought about going back to my parents it's just that um i was like oh would i rather be financially stable and mm -hmm. be with my parents or be in financial ruins um and not be with my parents and i was like let's be in financial ruins <laughs> There is a graph. There's a graph for every person. It's how much do your parents hurt you versus how little money do you have? <laughs> and to be fair, that's that, that's not, and I feel like I'm putting a lot of shit on my parents and truly they 
are amazing people. It's just of that course. we don't, we're oil and water. Um, and so they don't mix, that, they don't yeah. mix people. Think, yeah. That's what, uh, that's what the, that's what the scientists say. That's, and, I mean, I don't trust <laughs> science on this podcast. We question science every episode, but okay. I've done the experiment myself. Oil and water do not mix. Okay. I would say this is a really brave time to be against science. So thank you for that. Yeah. It's like, I, oh, he looped you in. You, you He's no like, we don't trust science. <laughs> I literally went to school for engineering. <laughs> and, the whole, and the whole time I just sat there, I go, prove it, you stupid head. Well, to be fair, I mean, uh, I do appreciate that swag. That's a hubris that youth has. Where like you'll enter and I don't know, like I have that too. Like I, I'm constantly questioning things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's because I'm full of myself. I'm just like, well, like, how do you know for sure? Yes. That's my thing. It's like, how do you know for sure? That sometimes leads to good things, but it also leads you to spiral. And that's a fun, like, yeah, to, like navigate. I stopped calling them spirals. I started calling them fusilis, bro, because you might as well, you might as well make it fun when your fucking life is spinning out of control. I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather call it a fusili too, because spiral is um, what has, has a certain connotation and vibe. So yes. it's also not the COVID science that you don't, trust it's very other random specific aspects of science like you you believe the covid science i believe the covid science maybe more than anyone you're very big on the covid science i guess it's just i don't know other aspects of science i guess it's the periodic table i question why haven't we fucking (laughs) getting a rewrite on that shit you know what i mean yeah yeah but also the ten commandments solid 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 I never mean, change. You're perfect. The Bible, you're perfect. Never change. I, there's um, a reason why the Ten Commandments they wrote in fucking stone because they said we do not need to change this shit. This now is good I don't forever. Mean, exactly. Now is there evidence that it was written in stone? No, but I'm gonna no. trust it because it's the fucking Bible. You know what I'm saying? Bro? Exactly. But but you tell me about electrons. I go prove it. You stupid head. That's right. <laughs> All now, right. Let's talk. Said, if they said that shit in the church, take take me to church. <laughs> Well, and there's the Celine Dion. What was interesting is that you went low. I know. Should I go high? Take me to church. Yeah, I think you you have a higher register, but your toxic masculinity is making you go deep. You have a high pitch. This, and imagine the fucking internal struggle inside of me to feel it knowing that. I'm a tenor. (laughs) I'm a tenor at heart, but Staten Island has made me a bass. Yeah, I mean, you could use, like, yeah, the voice of an angel, baby. Let's talk comedy. Yeah, okay, sure. Why not? Let's talk a little. Let's talk a little bit of this squirrel comedy theater. Let's let's talk about this because I'm obsessed. We know each other. People out there that don't know, Lou and I came up around the same time at UCB. I remember Lou because him and I were like, I would say we were at the same place at at, at a certain point at UCB. And you got on a team. I think like um, you got added, and then auditions came around, and I got on a Lloyd team right after that. Yeah. So, and I always thought that you were in terms of like the hierarchy of UCB and things like that. um, Yeah. Like I, I, I think, yeah, I think that, that, that I feel like that's accurate because I remember taking your team's first picture. Yes. You took Musk's picture and um, in uh, Smithfield's upstairs. Oh my God. This is memory. I will say, and I will say it's a pretty fucking badass picture. If I do say so myself, it is. But if you, if anyone looks back, Maybe I'll post that one day. If everyone looks back, I'm literally 23 years old, I think. 
You got a baby face. You got baby face going on hardcore. I have a baby face going on. So Lou and I came up together, and I always literally thought you were the funniest. But now UCB's dead, and now you got your own thing. Yeah, what? I mean, you know, things things happen, things transpire. Of course, uh, and theater, we can't change the past. Theaters, theaters, theaters close uh, 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 amidst um, uh, internal upheaval as well as implosion, and. <laughs> And this is good. The bigger the words we use, the more the more that we protect ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Oh no no no! Basically, what I said was a full on read. There's there's no hiding. I said implosion. That's not a good word. <laughs> Fancy word, but it's not good, honey. No. Um, uh, and upheaval, not good. But um, uh, yeah, we 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 came up together, and um, it was great to see you fucking crush it uh, and be the star. Because we, I think we first met at a um, a 301 sketch was the yes. first time we ever worked together. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this dude is so fun. And I remember we did a sketch and we just sort of like improvised the sketch and made it better. Just by yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they started like changing the sketch and I was like, this is fire. I remember, I remember that moment being like, this dude knows what's up. Yeah, I remember that too. And you know what's so sad? Someone paid for a writing class and spent weeks on the sketch and you and I came in and we go, let's fuck around. And then they just rewrote what we said. No, I don't think that's wrong. I think like it's also a thing where when you're a writer, it's it's collaborative because yes. they created the framework and they created the for us to be free and it's part of a process. And I feel like there's so much ego in this. And I think that's one of the things that fucking sucked about UCB was that there was no one telling people it was like, hey, your ego is bullshit. And this is a collaborative thing and that and people are were, you know, people were so in their heads like I'm the writer, I'm the performer, particularly um, on the sketch teams. Yes. Um, I mean, on all the teams. I mean, people fought on improv teams. It's just fucking horseshit. Um, uh, Can I come out uh, and say this? You see, I never felt like I belonged at UCB. I always felt small. And I am going to be honest. What more could they have given me? I was on the flag. I was a cast member of the flagship show. I My improv team was phenomenal, right? I was a teacher, but I still felt like I didn't fucking belong. Yeah, and I feel like not all of that is on UCB. A lot of that is on the culture that used to be created because it was popular. And I think, and it's the same thing with Hollywood. Like you run into, like I, I, I've been on show, I, I, I don't have a lot of success in Hollywood, but in working with people who are quote unquote in the industry, you see that these things, these, these things that people create, these worlds that people create in their mind uh-huh. affect who they are and how they treat people. And then that, that trauma hits you and it affects how you feel about yourself. It's a cycle of insecure people spewing their bullshit at each other. And it's about being like, I'm not here for this. I'm here, I'm just here to have a good time. And I think that was my approach at UCB. But at a certain point, I just, I could not take it. And I think it, it a lot of it was, was was the actual culture that was created by the people that were there. And also there's a rigidity in what they thought comedy was, which mm-hmm. I think again was not a was a byproduct. I mean they had a fucking manual for comedy. <laughs> yes. So like so like don't yes. tell me that you're not telling people what is what um when you have a book and then you make people have to buy that book for their intro classes. Sure. So it was like Math, math math has workbooks, not yeah. arts. You know. Also, yeah, one of the great things that were, was ever said to me because I, I came up through UCB, so that was all I knew, and I started taking classes outside of it. Was uh, Becky Drysdale was like, comedy existed before the UCB before like started in theater. 
I don't know if you were aware of this. <laughs> and, yeah. and I was like, oh my God, I'm such a fucking idiot. I was like, you're right. I was like, I was putting, I was, I was giving them the power. I was giving them the weight. I was doing that because it was my insecurity of not trusting my own voice and people's other people's telling me who I was. Yes. Um, but uh, you know what you fucking, yeah, go ahead. You did something so fucking beautiful, bro. You did something so fucking beautiful. I, I could, I'm gonna tell the audience. You're a person of color. Uh, you're, uh, you're gay. Okay. Uh, is uh, it's out now? I don't know. I, <laughs> right? And I you, don't really, I don't really hide those things. But uh, I know. Thank you for treading water. <laughs> I, I know. I don't know why I fucking treaded water. <laughs> honey, honey, it's called. Where honey, is this called, going? Honey, it's called white guilt, and I love it. No, 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 no. It tastes so good. Of course. Um, bro, bro, you know I got some of that bitch, shit. You know, bitch, I love, I love it when white people talk around who I am because they're so afraid of their own insecurities about their ignorance. I just like, I just like watching it. Like, Dude, know, keep talking about me. <laughs> keep talking about gay. Like even when you said gay, it was like, should I say gay? I was like, yeah. yeah you I debated gay. queer. I debated queer. I yeah. debated. Both are accurate. Both, both are, are accurate. both are accurate. So and so, but you created space for uh for uh voices like yourself to be heard and to uh to be nourished in the community. So I with the uh advanced study classes that you were teaching, bro. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I did. You had you saw a problem, and rather than what is so beautiful about you and what excites me about you doing a theater is you saw a problem that you did not like in UCB, and you stepped forward and you said, I'm going to try to do a solution. So many people in this fucking world point out problems and just are able to point and point and point. You fucking stepped up and you said, how about this? Thank you. I appreciate that. And I, you made I, it cool. Yeah, they I, were I, like, cool. I remember seeing your advanced classes and they'd be like, oh, there's like some nice thought into this. It's market. It like looked like a nice show. Like you made it like you yeah, put yeah. like a, a extra attention to detail into it. I think a lot of people kind of just like let it be part of the system where I was like, yours was like, no, mine is going to be different. It's going to have a little bit more flair to it. It's going to be like a production. And it's felt like that. Whereas a lot of in that space doesn't do that. Well, we, this is going to be shitty, but we accept the limitations that we put on ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that we think, and we say others do it. So that way we don't have to fight ourselves and be upset about, about how we treat ourselves and how we look at ourselves. And what I saw was, I was like, this is going to be fun. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a gag. And I remember when we did our first class, I was like, I don't want this to be like other classes, I want this to be more. And I think every time you approach something, that should be your thought. I don't want this to be what other people want it to be. I want it to be more. I want, and that leads you to do things that you normally don't do and taking chances. And I think also because it was, these identity classes were so insular, we were able to, and, and I think, you know, some of that was from me was just, just, unabashed encouragement and support and love. That's all that was. I was like, fucking do it. Yes. Every, mm -hmm. I remember before every like slate class for attendance, I didn't do attendance. I did a runway. I said someone's name. Mm -hmm. They did a performance or a thing and we all clapped and celebrated it. Oh. That's how each class started. You know how my classes started? <laughs> I, I would say their name. I would, I would say Robbie's name. I go, nice t-shirt, you loser. Yeah. <laughs> But also, like there is a weird, there's a weird formality to that. Like it's, it's, you know, like once you give someone a platform to be like, oh no, I want you to do, and then people would want to one up each other and create oh. this very fun 
energy. And, and the same thing with um, uh, my POC classes where it's like, I want this to be more. And I always say like, I want this to be so much that we become overwhelmed by it because it should be. Yeah. It should feel like work. If you're pushing past something, it should not feel easy. Change is not comfortable. No. It's not, none it of this should, living, living is not comfortable. Existing is not comfortable. It should not be. If it is, that means you're not living. It means that you're being safe. And I, and I only know that based on experience. I feel, I feel like I came out late in life. Because you did. I, I didn't yeah. know. I you. I. I, I you didn't say see, it. You didn't know I was a faggot. You know I was a faggot. Say Lou. I say it. Say Lou. I didn't know you were a faggot. No, no, I'm not gonna say it. You're an ally. You can say Sebastian's it. Sebastian's like no, when not. I first met you. Yeah. No, because you were very. Uh, you uh, presented as you were like presented as a, as a uh, heteronormative in and that, a lot and, of ways. And that and that, but also that speaks to a lot of everyone's ignorance. Gay people yes. are supposed to look a certain way. Yeah, like, I know. They're just we're, we're, we look. There were people, and so. But also, I was. I was. I, I also performed masculinity um, for so long that it just kind of stuck to me. But like, it, it's like I. I also like there are aspects to who I am that are me, yeah. and and people label it gay and people label it of color, and I'm like, well, this is just me. Um, and as I enter these different spaces, the things that I like, I want to take with me because they speak to me. Not if all I, of them speak to me. Not everything in uh, Puerto Rican culture speaks to me. Not everything in queer culture speaks to me. But the things that do I, that do speak to me, I hold on to them, and I'm like, "Ooh, I want to add this to my toolkit as a person and who I am." Not all of them are good because people aren't good. Mm -hmm. um, and 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 just like we were talking about in UCB, just communities just like have hierarchies and it creates weird energy just based on that. So it's the same thing in like POC culture, same thing in queer culture, people just weird. Um, and, and basically what I'm saying is it's okay for you to call me a faggot if you want to. No! <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me say this Lou. There's things from Staten Island culture that I love and I hold on to. And saying that word is something that I let go well, many, many years ago. Yeah. And, and you know what? I want you to, no, <laughs> I want I, I watch no say, gonna... say, say you're my favorite faggot Luke. No I mean you are, but oh my god <laughs> Thank you. No, I mean you are you are you are definitely you are you're up there, but uh I don't know what to say. <laughs> First of all, you walked back me being your favorite and I love that. No, uh, no <laughs> You walk you walked that back, you were like you're my favorite, and you're just like you're up there. So no by me being up there, you're just like you now started gauging the other gay people you could offend. Yeah. Uh -huh. want, the fans, man. He's got there. a lot of fans. Uh -huh. you know what? It wasn't the, the you're second gonna get part of the sentence. Like, what's up, sis? What's up, sis? You know how pop shit? You know pop shit about someone else? I loved uh, I love this. I I don't have a problem with the second part of the sentence with that word. I had a problem with the first part of the sentence when you said the F word I had a problem with was favorite in that sense. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the one you did. Yeah. Um things like listen, we all look at our past and we're like, oh my god, I was so bad. Oh, I was so this. It was like also you were ignorant, you're stupid. Who mm -hmm. are you now? Yes. And that's the question that I have. Who are you now? Are you gonna exist feeling bad about the shit that you like did or are you gonna put in the work like I did with my shows? Am I gonna fucking bitch and complain that UCB didn't have classes or did I create my own? Am I gonna bitch and complain that Hollywood doesn't have space for me or am I gonna create my own space? I just don't, you, uh, there is the idea that you only live once and if that is true, then God damn it, I have a lot of work to do. Yeah. <laughs> 
that is true. If that is true, I think about that all the time. I think I always I can't, I always say to myself, I go, no matter what time moves forward, do something. I, I constantly I'm saying that to myself in quarantine. Like time's moving forward. What's what did I do yesterday? Yeah, I think also that can be toxic based on our um, exploitative culture where you're like, yeah. you're not being productive, you're not doing things. And I think like, well, how can I be productive if nothing is being given to me? If I'm not giving the means to do things and also like, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, it's very easy to get depressed during this time, especially yeah. with the, the, the just not having any support whatsoever from the government. Just having zero oh, support. I mean, I like, hey, it's you know wild. What? Good luck, you motherfuckers. I hope you die in these streets. That's basically <laughs> what they're saying. Yes. And so if you're, if that's the message that's being sent to you, guess what? You're going to have a couple of sad days where you're not going to get out of bed, especially when you're seeing massive, uh, and that's why people are upset. They're like, well, if, if this is how you're treating me, then you were who I thought you were. Bro, I woke up last night at 5 a.m. and jerked off. That's where we're at some days. <laughs> did, you do, did you do it because by by coming you would go back to sleep? Yeah, I was just yeah. praying I'd go back to sleep. I was first just all, first of all the fucking the 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 pre-sleep jerk off is a classic. And but it's honestly it's a staple it's a staple in humanity. You know what I mean? Anyone that you don't says ever that, feel like you needed to get out of bed. See, this is Robbie's point of view, and I always this is where we disagree more than anything else in the world. All he right. he jays he jos. In the morning, sometimes, yeah, to get out of bed. To I'm like, get I can't out of even bed. get out of bed. What's your good? They, they both they both serve purposes. Like like the, um, yeah. Sometimes it's energizing to come. Yeah. <laughs> well, at the very least, you got to clean it up, and that that's gets his, you out of that's bed. That's his logic. Like, oh, I made a oh, mess. But anything. also, it is a little. It is energizing. It gives oh, you like oh. a hint of serotonin, maybe, and then you're like, all right, I gotta get up. I gotta do this. So you're utilizing the aspect of your brain that's like, oh, I have to clean this up to get you moving. Yeah. That's fascinating. <laughs> I not even, that's where not I'm even, at someday. It's not even, well, well, if that's the case, then you might as well just spit up like a baby. Like you could do that. You could just that would like, also, oh. uh, yeah, that would also serve the same purpose. <laughs> yeah. serve the same purpose. Doesn't feel as good though. No. And, that, and that's where I uh, uh, understand. Robbie yeah. wakes up and he says, should I jerk off or shit the bed? Because no matter yeah. what, I need to clean up a mess in order to get out of this bed. I, I, and also, uh, both examples that we brought up, much messier than coming. <laughs> yes! Yes! If you vomit all over the place, because you, we all know there's like, oh, there's a cum stain on my bed. Well, it is what it is. Yeah, especially <laughs> now. It is, it is what it is. It is what it is. Like, uh, unless you have like company over, there's so many times in which uh, a prequar when I had a hookup and I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do this hookup tonight. I would have to do some real work on my bedroom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I would spend a lot of time trying to convince them. I was like, oh, let's hook up at your place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I bet you they're dealing with the same thing. They're like, I don't want to clean up my room. Bro, uh, <laughs> I, I would clean for an hour and I would be like, oh, I'm so sorry. My place is a mess. Yeah. No matter what I'm yeah. saying, my place is a mess. No matter how many, how long I cleaned up beforehand. See, I do the same thing with sex. I was like, oh, man, I don't know how this is going to work out for you, but we're going to try. <laughs> yeah. You and what it is, is you set the bar low. Yes. You set the bar low. Yes. I learned this with episode one of Star Wars. Everyone hyped it up. It was like, this is going to be great. Great. And I saw it. And my, that's when I learned the uh, the lesson of expectations. From Star yeah. Wars? 
from Star Wars. Uh, that's <laughs> me and the hangover. I mean, that, da- that dates you a little bit. Like when you're talking about episode one and that being formative in your like understanding expectations. Oh yeah, everyone, yo, cut that shit from the thing. I'm the same age as the fucking Jack Harlow. Let's be honest, bro. I'm 22. <laughs> okay, bro, let's go and cut that shit, bro. Okay. But Sorry. yeah, I think yeah, it's one of those like expectations is a thing. But I, uh, what the fuck were we talking about? So yeah, wait, uh, what, Lou? What is your plan for Squirrel to be different than I guess in this rigid comedy thing and being a supportive community and not having the, I guess, competitive first, first cattiness all, I, that existed yeah. that you were kind of critiquing. Like, what's know. the plan to not have that carry I forward? Know. I don't know if you can fully control that. Probably not. That's, mm-hmm. that's the thing that, like, and I think, like, that aspect of UCB is something that is intrinsically human. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for me, my focus is like, well, let's have the makeup of who does shows different. Now, attitude and ego, you can never change. But what you can do is sort of foster an attitude where you don't have to be as closed off. And I feel like UCB felt like it was separate from, and I think it was because it was so big. Yeah. If it's as big as UCB, I don't think there's anything that I could do. No. Other than other than try other than like because i would have to continuously be invested in it i would have to personally be invested like if my life takes me somewhere else i can't control what this turns into and i feel like and that's where i'll give credit like that's where i won't like shit on the ucb4 about it's like you know you're doing your lives you're doing this thing and this whole thing that you started creates and changes um off of things that you said and people start using it like fucking law and using it for power like whatever power they have and and shitty people will attain power and will want to hold on to it and then use that and exploit people and things like that but the question is what do you do about those things um when they come up when you when shitty people say that they are a part of what you do how do you handle that and i think that is what we as a society are learning um and that I'm doing a lot of research about and being like, there is so much shit legally that protects awful people because surprise, surprise, awful people end up in power. Yeah, write those laws. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. So so like, you know, people think these laws are here to protect us, but all they're there is to serve interest. And, And I think it's about understanding how to navigate how to navigate that in a way that's savvy. We gotta be savvy about this. How do we handle shitty people in a savvy way? Um, how do we handle shitty people that also is just like, maybe they just had a bad day or maybe they just had a bad week or month and just be like, hey, what the fuck's going on with you? Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, it's get, also- get your, get your fucking self together. Like take a fucking break. Like get the, I don't wanna fucking see you for a couple of months or whatever. But like, you know, the, <laughs> like truly, cause some people are just like, what the fuck is your problem today? You know, uh-huh. like friends that you have where you're like, the fuck's up your ass? It's yeah. Like, you're coming at me a certain way and I don't like it. And it's not you. Like, like, like this, the no. energy that's being given to you is not you. So it's just like, I don't know. That question is a lot far more complex <laughs> than one answer can give. All yeah, I yeah. know, all I can know is, is saying like, I'm a very good person. I really care about people and I'm going to do my best to, uh, uh, make sure that people feel safe and comfortable and and feel like they can be creative and yeah. have a space. And if you don't have a space with us, 
what I want us to do is to be able to point them in direction where they can. I don't want things to be a hard no. I want it to be not right now. Nurturing. If someone comes to me with the show, yeah, nurturing. We're supposed to be educational. Yes, yeah. that's, that's, that's a good point. Our- I think, no. that, yeah, like serving as a resource. Like I think yeah. with UCB, so many people, I guess we're very much tied to like the validation structure of like everything that was inside of it, where it's like, it could also just be a resource like, where you like learn something, you meet people that you like and you do things outside. Like people, I think, got so caught up in that hierarchy where they didn't they weren't like set up to be like, oh, you could just take this elsewhere or do something elsewhere or like be funny, meet your people here and do it well, elsewhere I mean, and we'll support yeah. you. Whereas I, I saw like you guys posting like we just want to be a space where you could come and do your thing and like go out like it's not going to be super tied into this like, I don't know, validation structure of a team and you need to be this like you can use us for other things than getting i don't know on a team or being approved or being like lou likes me or like there's one person that everyone's like oh no they don't like me they do it's not and it's not that comp like it's oftentimes not that where that was what it became for thousands of people would be like oh does the ad like me no they hate me and it just like gets messy in that way yeah and i mean it's gonna happen again like you can't control people's self like internal vision of themselves and, yeah. and how they react in that but all you can do is encourage them to keep going yeah like and i think i think there's a, a way to do it um and i, I think, think you were doing that too i feel like yeah. not that i stalk you but i would see it'd be like you would be teaching people how to like take shows around town or you would be like you could do this or you could start your own little like you started other offline shows and groups that were having success outside of yeah. necessarily encourage, UCB. I and you do that well. Yeah, no, I think. I encourage the Slay kids not to submit their show at UCB because I didn't think that was the place for them. Yeah, yeah I, I thought I thought Slay was bigger than UCB personally. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that seeking, but the problem is a lot of people in that class still sought that validation. Yeah. It's an Arts and, Nova. It's an Arts Nova show, let's be honest, at the end yeah. of the day. And, and, and like whatever you want to label it is however you want to label it. But I think internally people just need to be like, what is my intention? I cannot control my art once it's out there. Yeah. I cannot control how people view my art. I cannot control how people view me once I put something out there because that's more of a reflection on them than it is on your intent. But it does say something about how people react to your work and you can adjust it based on that. And you can do things to, to either make you more popular or, or, or to have it resonate more, but mm-hmm. you know, action reaction, but whatever happens off of what you do sometimes is out of your control. Yeah. Um, I remember, uh, this is, I'm going to bring this back to baseball because I love baseball. So, um, uh, that's very, that's a very, um, straight thing. Um, <laughs> you said it, brother. I we fucking love baseball, bro. We're so excited. <laughs> um, but, um, Mariano Rivera, um, he's the greatest closer in the history of baseball. Yes. And one of the things he said, which is nuts because he was so good. He was like, once the ball's out of my hand, I have no control. Yeah. Once the ball is out of my hand, I have no control. We're talking about the most successful closer in the history of the game so much so that like this person will have statues built of them do you know how good you have to be for someone to be like you are so good at this thing i am going to commission or create a (laughs) statue of you yes and all he did was pitch one or two innings a game he didn't that's what's crazy but that's the thing is like 
he was just like, once it's gone, I think there's also like, he used religion behind that, but like, I don't really fuck with that. But like, he was just like, once I let it go, it's in God's hands. I was like, but that same mentality still exists with your art. Once I let it go, it's out of my hands. Now, how people react to it, then I can do work based on that. Um, and the choices that I make speak to what I value. He understood his purpose in yes. the game. His purpose was to take the ball and, th- and throw it, throw it and... Oh, uh, why am I speaking so? You don't know baseball, do you? You know how baseball works. You know how baseball works. Like, yeah, I do. You, okay. There's one ball, and then you try to get rid. You try to hit it over the fence, or you try not to hit it over. The fence. I mean, I guess that's a very simplistic way of labeling it, but I guess I can't disagree with that. <laughs> I can't say I can't say like no. I was like, no, that's that's right. That uh, is right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but and, yeah. I will say this. When I saw the Squirrel Theater um, come up and I saw the people involved, I was very excited with the people because I think it's speaking to everything that you said. It's all people that are, are I think, nurturers and care and are, will give provide space for people. So I just want to say I am very excited for you and the future of the fucking theater. And your boy's going to do a show with my with my friend James Dwyer. We'll plug that uh, when it comes up. Me and uh, Jimmy Dean are going to do a show. Uh, at the Squirrel Theater. I'll fucking figure that out. Alu does shows there all the time. Fucking watch the Squirrel Theater shit. Yeah, watch watch our stuff, you know. Um, Submit to stuff. Uh, also submit to our diversity initiative because we're going to be working on doing some really cool stuff with people from marginalized communities. And um, uh, uh, hopefully that it, it's, you know, people want it to be the place. I just want it to be a place. Ooh! Mm-hmm. Um, I just want it to be a place. And I love this. We're be, talking and if, prepositions. And yeah, and if it can just be a place, I feel like my 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 work uh, is done. I, I I don't believe in the idea or the context of the of the best anymore because that's purely ego driven, particularly when it comes to comedy. Everyone yeah. has different tastes, and also, I'm funnier than most people, so I don't need to do that work. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, right. I just I don't need to do that work. I, I don't feel you, bro. Work to prove myself. I've done enough. I'm 35 years old, and most times when I enter a space, I'm pretty confident I can make anyone in that room laugh. Oof! I know that's a good feeling. You know it too, Sebastian. You got it. I do got it. Okay. Wait. All right. Let's get loud. Let's let, let this is. I had to talk to you about the comedy theater because this is the fucking. This is. I'm excited for you, and we had to talk about. It. But but but. We got to get loud about something, okay? And Lou, so I'm going to tell everyone a secret. Lou was our first episode. We fucked up, and we didn't release it. <laughs> so Lou is back. It was legendary. We, I will also, all, I will ate, also we say, all ate Wendy's on mic and camera. We all ate. <laughs> first episode, episode. We're, eating, we're eating. I go, I'm going to start a podcast. And my mom goes, oh, you got to start a podcast? That's nice. She goes, What's, what are you doing? I go, yeah, we're eating Wendy's and <laughs> talking about it. Well, you asked me, what do you want to talk about? And I was like, well, like, I I truly am a big fan of Wendy's. And oh. and, and you did a very cool thing. You bought me uh, a Wendy's meal and we ate it. And it was a very fun podcast. And I was like, oh, wow, this was a fun moment. And then, like, you know, technology happens and it didn't mm-hmm. work. So, but he's back. And I, the one th- I said, Lou, Lou, we want you back, yada, yada. But... You can't, we can't do Wendy's again. I said, shoot, shoot me. What do you want to get loud about? And what do you want to get loud about, Lou? I, I, I gave you a list. I just want a full disclosure. And he, one of them was was like arguing. 
arguing. He wants to get loud about arguing. Lou is into arguing, which is going to be very, I'll let you defend yourself. It's going to be very hard for me because I am very bad at arguing. I am people. If, if you date me, if you date me first off, God bless. Uh, (laughs) Secondly, secondly, I'm not good because someone will like start arguing with me and I shut down. I was raised by a principal of a high school. I learned, I learned how to talk. I learned how to be talked at and listen and then absorb that and then come back at you with an answer. I am not good at rebutting, but Lou, you're fire at this. So why do you want to get loud about arguing? Well, it's something that I see you grew up with a principal. Uh I grew up with two Puerto Rican parents who are always out of money. So arguing (laughs) is something I just, that's 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 just happens they were just they were just like the fuck is that and i would watch them and i'd be like and i would see what worked and i see what didn't and then i realized like i was good at always having something to say i was just i'm a smart ass that way great so what works i want to this is what i wanted what works at arguing what are some like i'm bad so help me help me get high help me get good at arguing well i think is i think number one is your mindset because you're already you're already afraid of the energy that's coming at you like yeah. you don't like the energy. And also people are uncomfortable with um, when people get loud or higher energy comes at them, um, especially people pleasers. And so when they're <laughs> come at with like, negative, I'm not saying it too hard. No, I am. <laughs> I a little have the, dig. The kids like, reading uh, me. The it's like a little off mic. Uh, it's okay. I literally call all the people that listen hot. I say they're the hottest people yeah. in the world. I think they know all, I'm a people pleaser. First of all, there has to be an aspect of you that's a people pleaser if you do entertainment. Something in you has to be broken in regards to that. Yes. So, like, um, uh, and also, like, there's nothing wrong with people liking you. But I will say, like, I, because when I do have arguments, I do notice there's different reactions. It's not like I'm seeking um, arguments with people. I'm just, uh, if I don't agree with what you're saying, I'm going to let you know. And that's, yes. a, you know, sometimes that's what a bad would you thing. say, Lou, is the biggest difference between debating and arguing? And you prefer arguing over debating. Well, de- uh, well, first of all, debating is I think debating and arguing are similar. It's just debating is formatted to mm-hmm. to protect people from the idea that they're not arguing. Oh, we're debating, we're debating ideas. Like, 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 you know, like. It's like a less emotion. Yeah, well, people people think that the removing of emotion is better. Uh, you can argue that it's worse. I was like, oh, by you separating yourself from it, you are now you're not considering other factors. And sometimes, first of all, if you find yourself getting emotionally heated, you're not thinking properly, and sometimes you need to step away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I will say, like people whose mindset is, I don't want to get like emotionally heated if that's your mindset then you're doing things to make you dismissive of the other person and i think like in terms of arguing i think it's just all it's all conversation if you're hearing a point of view that you don't agree with you can try to understand why or and ask them questions or you can point out the things that they're saying that don't make sense logically okay like, so th- those are things that you can do, Sebastian. So like, if someone says something to you or they're becoming heated and then you're just like, okay. And also use words that they say, like, okay. Use, or it's like, 
that will piss people off. But I was like, you said it. Like, I can't control. I'm saying what you said. And you're <laughs> you are so good. Me. You instantly are so much better than me because yeah. you have tools. You go, I, you're already using their words against them. Well, the thing is like, people are using that as a means, like, like someone told me that I was being manipulative in conversation. I was like, I'm trying to understand what you're saying. And I'm trying to convince you that what I, of what I'm like putting forth. Now, sure. if you disagree with it, just say, I disagree with you. And this is why, but if you're, it, but once people get personal, then it was like, oh, well, you're now, now you're just being sloppy. Now yeah. you're just being sloppy yeah. and you're trying to start shit. Yeah. Um, and that's probably what people view arguing as. People view, or, or I'd say that's more bickering. Ooh, this is, we're getting into semantics around, around, <laughs> around uh, uh, little tiffs. And a tiff, a tiff is something that blows over, but it seeps with you for a while, you know? Yeah, I mean, or, I mean, it, I mean, it, tiff sounds very flippant. What you described was not that. That's something that festers. <laughs> oh, that's a fester. That's a fester. <laughs> that thing festers. Well, the th if something bothers you and you don't don't express that it bothers you, how does that serve you? It doesn't. Yeah. So like all of us are, listen, I totally get that people are trying to avoid someone not liking them. But here's the thing. I'm trying to understand you. I'm trying to understand you. I'm trying to understand where you're coming from. And if that makes you angry, I want to know why that makes you angry. Uh-huh. And sometimes people don't want to ask themselves those questions. Of Sometimes course, I don't want to ask myself those questions. Of and so we'll, we'll, you know, you'll say something personal and mean. Of course, I, I, I've heard this from uh, uh, this wonderful therapist that I go to, Queen. She's the only, she's my queen. Okay, and she told me she goes, people pleasing is like, it's good for the moment. It's not sustainable for a relationship. Like, like it's okay to people please with someone that you see one time but you need to speak truth to people that you want to have a sustained relationship with. It's okay to argue with people that, you know, that you oh, like care about. So, like having arguments with someone will actually make your relationship stronger in the long run than uh, just in the moment. Yeah. And also how do you handle when you walk away from those arguments? You know, there's people who just like, they just shut down. They're like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And I was like, okay, that's fine with me. But if you're stopping communication, you're basically letting, you're basically letting that person know that you don't value them. Wow. And so, but really you're doing it to protect yourself because you don't want to engage in those emotions or you don't want to engage in why it bothers you. I think like a lot of, it's all communication. The only reason why I know this is because my father and me, we are terrible at communicating with each other. We're, I cannot see where he's, like when I talk to him uh -huh. and he says things, it triggers me and I get furious. And I want, <laughs> I want to punch a wall. And I don't fully understand what he means until I step away. And then I'm like, oh, well, he is like, he is, he probably meant it like this. He probably meant it like that. But it's like, that's a lot of work. Yeah. And so you choose to put in the work with people who you want to put in with, and you choose not to, and you choose to dismiss. We could all be cool with each other, but we just don't have the, the literally the energy to be cool with everyone. I think we could be cool with everyone. We just don't have the energy. I personally don't think we do. Yeah, because 100%. you could understand. Th there's commonality between every single person in the world. Yeah. So yeah. At, you could understand intention behind something no matter what. My dad's the exact opposite. He's so slow and he'll over explain and he'll repeat and repeat and repeat. And I just want to die. I go, okay, okay, okay. I just want to speed it up. But is, it, is there a stubbornness behind that? 
No, it's just uh, it's him dealing with uh, people that don't listen. Well, what is don't listen? Don't, don't listen to what you want them to think or don't listen, meaning like, not paying attention to my intention. Because it could not be listening. It could be, I don't understand you. I think that it's people that um like he would deal with kids that were in trouble in his high school, right? He would have to talk to them. And when you're in trouble, there's a lot going on in your head and your mind and your emotions. So it's hard to actually hear what someone's saying. Yeah. When your emotions are that big and you're like either beating yourself up or angry about the situation that you actually are like, it's hard for someone to actually hear what you're saying. Oh my God. That's so true. Yeah. Like, and you like, we've all had that moment where we're like, Oh my God, I have to have this conversation. I don't want to have it. Mm-hmm. And then while the conversation's happening, it goes far worse than you ever expected it. And then you walk away and you're like, I should have never had that conversation. <laughs> I should have just kept my fucking mouth shut. Um, but here's the thing. No, you should have had that conversation because mm-hmm. it, it gave you more of an insight. Now, whether or not you continue to engage in that conversation speaks to whether that person chooses to invest in you or whether you choose to invest in that person. And, and there's a lot of factors that base in that. And it's the same thing. And that's why I think, because yeah. this isn't a fact, but that's why I think there's a lot of huge problems um, uh, that I have with white people because I choose not to invest. Oh, definitely. I choose also, as you get older, it's like yeah. you, you have conversations that last two hours and the needle barely moves. And you're just like, I can't do two hours at a time to move the needle like this much. It's like, yeah, I could do that, but who the fuck, my time is valuable. Like I'm not going to spend 30 hours helping you to see my, it's not worth it. And you sometimes you gotta like let write people, it off. Yeah, yeah. Fuck sometimes off. you gotta yeah. let people go and hope that they understand and that time will give context. And maybe someone else that they run into gives context to a, a conversation and hopefully they're able to grow that way in a healthy way and not look at themselves that way. I, I'm not saying everything that I do is perfect and that not every, I'm pretty sure like maybe half of the time that I've had an argument, I've been in the wrong. And I would even say in current arguments, there could be a, an ambiguity where it's just like, well, there were some points that I was right in. There were some points that they were right in, mm-hmm. but I'm too stubborn to accept that because I'm hurt by this. And it's just like, like when those conversations, when that bullshit happens, um, especially like nowadays, because everyone is just on edge. So yeah. it's like, there's just certain things that trigger, particularly the internet. The internet people are just like wild. Yeah. Um, Even I like sneakers. Even the sneaker world is toxic in arguments. It's actually wild how toxic it is. And that should just be something that you put on your feet. Yeah. I think also just like use your ability to be funny to sort of like, uh, um, what is it? Like? Not disengage, but to sort of, what's um, the Disarm. Dis- disarm yes um because at the end of the day these are just thoughts and they don't really have much worth um (laughs) like you're like not every thought that you have is a good one and most likely it's wildly uninformed and so and so like stop thinking that these thoughts and feelings that you have are valid like people are like i i have respect and think that every feeling is valid i do not think what generates those feelings are valid Okay. And that's where my, that's where that, and that's where I, in terms of when, in having arguments, I'm like, I see your anger. I see this, but I want to know what's behind it and what's generating it. And then that I want to have a conversation about. Um, and if you don't want to have a conversation about it and just point out other things, then that's cool. Cause that's what people do is like, when, when you look at arguments, it's attack and you know, you gotta, 
you got to sort of have, I think you have to have a better defense when you're arguing with someone because you're just trying to understand what they're saying. Like, what are you screaming at me about? Can, can you and I try to do an argument right now? Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So we're going to have an argument, everybody. Okay. Yeah. And make and... it personal. Like, make it something real. Let's have a real conversation. Let's, oh, no. Sebastian was like, maybe we'll argue about, like, when. No, 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 no. Because that's not, like... that's not, no, 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 no. Peanut like, butter or jelly. If, if there's something that I said during this podcast that you disagreed with or had an issue with, oh, or just something that Sebastian's I do. Regular, no, do, this no, is no, not no. my forte. I'm I, a person that thinks I'm the I'm in the wrong all the time. Okay. Okay, well, let, think of things that I've done that you felt that you were wrong about that hurt you, and how can we understand that it was something Fuck. that I did? <laughs> Fuck, okay. What did Lou ever do to me? Huh. I don't know. <laughs> this is hard. This is so hard. Well, also, Lou. we're friends. Like, we don't, we don't, we don't, like, we don't, we're not shitty to, like. I, we, and we also have nice, you've, you've brought up some stuff I've done to me. Yes, You've checked but, me a couple times. Yeah, yeah, but never like in a shitty way, I don't no, think. No, no, no. In a way but that, that but that could be something that you could have a problem with and just be like, hey, you don't have to check me all the time, Lou. And 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 maybe the maybe and then maybe there's validity to it. No, I, I'm okay with being checked because uh I have that issue of uh of thinking I'm wrong all the time. I think that um, I think that uh, everything I say, everyone else's opinion is better than mine. Everyone else, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this on the podcast. You seem so late and silly. This is normal persona. Is I'm a fucking mogul. I'm the hottest guy in the world. I know everything. Look at the journey that we went on. We went on. We went on from like being like, I'm a fucking blah, 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 blah. I was like, I think everyone's opinions are better than mine. I truly, if someone tells me I did something wrong, I, I say, yes, that's, that is a problem I have. Yeah. Now see that, now I can see that's why you're bad at arguing because mm -hmm. you're accepting everything that someone is saying about you as if it's true. And that's just their impression of what's happening. Now, I think for you, it's just about the follow-up question. Rather than fully accepting, ask them to explain further what they mean by that. Here's my, here's my thing. I'm not hurting anyone besides myself by doing that. Would you agree with that? Meaning, meaning what? If I think, oh, you're right. I think that if I think to someone, oh, you're, you're what I, what you just said to me, how I'm wrong. You're right about that. I am wrong in that way. Right. The only person I'm actually hurting is me. But, but here's the question. Do you believe that? In the moment I do believe, do, do I believe that I'm only hurting me or do I believe what they said? No, no. Do you believe what they said? Are there moments where like you hear what they saying or, or better yet, not in the moment, because in the moment, you could, it's probably an, an immediate trigger now. Yes. Where you're just going to readily admit. When you walk away and you think about it. Mm -hmm. Yes, 100%. I'm like, wow, I shouldn't have agreed to that. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I think you can always go back and say, listen, uh, what I said earlier, I didn't agree with you. <laughs> What's a real thing that you and I don't agree on? I think... I think, oh, okay, I'll say something really shady because UCB doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> I think the stepfather should have been broken up. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Now we're talking. This is good. I, I this think the stepfather should have been broken up. I think, I think for the, in terms of uh, uh, allowing new people to exist and, and grow within the theater, there were teams that were there for too long 
and sh- and I wouldn't say you broken up, but you should have been given less time. And and just by the by the means of that, I'm just like there needs to be more space for people. And um, uh, and also I was like, my team uh got put on a, a weekend slot, but we got put on a really shitty time. And I was like, oh, that's not fair. Like mm-hmm. this team that has existed forever um, and is losing performers. And sometimes there's only three people performing at a time um, while we have a full roster of people who are new and fresh. I was like, we're not allowed the, the time and the space to be successful and thrive with a good audience because certain people would refuse to leave or give space for others. But here's that's, that's a legit argue argument I will make. You okay, I, I'm going I'm to rebut back, defend. okay? I hate, well, first off, out the gates. I hate this. <laughs> I just want to say, I hate this. We're out the gate. My, literally, I'm sweating my stomach in my ass, okay? But we'll okay. talk. I'll talk. Yeah, because this theater doesn't exist anymore. Arguably, arguably, I would say Stepfathers, I, in my opinion, is the best team. I, uh, I, would say that they are the one of the three best performers at the theater and they totally deserve to be in uh uh that spotlights the um the premiere spots right uh okay, friday then do ascat then do ascat but ascat is a difference because ascat is a, a collective rather than an ensemble okay then perform twice a month why do you have to perform every week here's the thing oh at what point do you think that you have earned at what point do you think that you've earned a stay or like I've earned this position and I can stay here if I'm continually selling out shows and doing consistently excellent work? What if you're selling out shows because of a time slot and a team that no longer existed? What do you mean a team that meaning, you, that meaning, time slot probably would sell out no matter yeah. who's there? I could so, do a show like, okay. I mean, just be like, Robbie yeah, and like because like, like there are certain just main like, like just certain things that cyclically exist that but people know is like, oh, New York City, UCB, this time's like Friday nights, Saturday nights, I'll show up because there was literally a team that had several abusers on it. Yes. That consistently sold out. And yeah. uh, I don't know if they were particularly funnier than anyone else. And that's why I brought the stepfathers because I was like, well, I'm not saying the stepfathers is abusers, but it's just a time slot thing. So what I'm saying is if you want to, as a theater, give space for people, because also I'll tell you this, I'm gonna come for you. Whole team was white. So yes, all uh, 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 team was white. And I so know. like uh, all these teams were white. And so like you, I went in coming up, I saw Stepfathers and was like, very good. Doesn't speak to me. <laughs> very good, very funny, very yeah. clever, good for you. Doesn't speak to me. And I had, and I used them as a, as a template of how to navigate UCB space because they were the most popular. Now, was that me as a performer? No, it was not. And I think like, and I'm coming from, and true vulnerability from a place of resentment because I saw the Stepfathers do shows Mm-hmm. And that's also why I took great joy in beating the stepfathers in cage match because they, resent, okay. they, they represented to me what UCB was, which was a certain type of improv, a certain type of white person improv. And okay. I, I saw that and I was like, and that's why when, when the mannequin room beat them, it was probably one of the highlights of my improv career at UCB. <laughs> Of course, I, I I get that because they I understand them representing something, uh, bigger than um, bigger than what just a team they represented like the past of the entity. I would say that consistently we did phenomenal shows though. 
here's the thing. So why, why do you have to do a show every week? Because that's how you stay good is by co- consistency and practice is how you stay fresh on your toes, especially for something that is an art form like how about improv. This? How about this? You get 30 minutes because here's the thing. It's about, I'm talking about giving space to people. I'm not yes. talking about, I'm not talking about, because here's the thing. I think the, the mindset was you either break up the stepfathers or, or, or there was nothing else. And so in my mindset, I was like, okay, well, if it is this spot or this time, or it's this team doesn't exist, and I, and that gives space for people to grow, because I think there was a stagnation of talent at okay. UCB because, um, for better or for worse, there was an immovability, and people felt like they deserved it. I was like, just because you've been around for a while does not mean that you deserve the time that you have, you know. I mean, look at I mean, look at look at our government. Look at the people who yeah, are up. Yeah. There. No, you're definitely right. But so like, here's, here's my people question. that have been there for 15 years. And you're yeah. like, yeah. here's my what question. <laughs> but here's my question about around this. Oh, my God. My this is I am nauseous. OK, I just want to say that I'm not. Here's my question around this. If if growth is continually happening inside a team that is older, don't they if they continue to grow and continue to be great and continue to work on themselves, isn't that? Here's Don't they the, then deserve here's, it? Here's my counter argument. Okay. That growth is given by opportunity. And if you are not giving other people an opportunity to grow, are you not limiting them by not giving them space? So what would you, what was the, like you got to go do a show somewhere else, I guess. Oh, yeah, 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 like yeah. every other Friday so night, go somewhere good. else. If you're so fucking good, then do it somewhere else. Okay. Uh, and uh, make money. Okay, because you weren't getting paid. So I know. In that case, I'm like, I'm not saying let's kill the stepfathers. I'm saying, not don't give. If you're that good, then you can exist outside of UCB theater and do shows and make money. You can do a TJ and Dave thing. Okay, but give that spot to someone because I'm not. I am not of the mindset that a team should be around for ten years and just take up spot at a theater whose purpose is to give opportunity. This is why and, I lose and, a professional arguer. And that's why, and but also like I know. Do you look at my face? I'm yeah. so scared. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying, I'm not winning. saying I'm not saying that you should because I'm again I'm using your words against you. You're saying you're popular, you're good, and you brought people every day. I'm like, great. Why didn't you use that opportunity to make money? Because you weren't getting paid for that. No one taught me how to do that. I and one, I, I was a new I was a new member and I was excited to be there. And these were like the people I looked up to and want to play with. And I never, no one at UCB ever taught me how to grow beyond it. That's where that I'm is, fucking and at and, now. And, but also, that's also probably why UCB blew up because they did not give people the mindset that they can grow outside of it. And, and listen, I think what happened in our microcosm has happened in every other theater yeah, yeah. in the world. Yes. But that does not remove them from blame. No, and no. from culture that was created. And I think yeah, every yeah. time I bring that up, people are, people are like, oh, you're letting them off the hook. It's like, no, I'm saying that this is something that is normal and that, that is permeating throughout. I'm saying that change needs to be made. How and do I, I do better? How do I do better then? How do you as an individual do better? Yeah. Speak up. When? Let's say, listen, I didn't speak up about the team, like you're a close friend of mine. I'm just uh-huh. sharing these thoughts with you. I'm to blame too. I'm to blame too. And so like, yes, in terms of, in term, like I could have came to you and, and been like, this 
this is indicative of a culture that I feel that is huge, but I didn't necessarily have the words at the time because yeah. I needed to be removed to understand what was going on. But I, I do think that, that there, there is a balance because yes, you do have to be selfish in order for you to be successful. I just want to be on what I consider to be the best team at the best time with, with people that I loved. Again, you keep saying I, 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 I'm Nobody saying culture. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, know, yeah. I know. So, so, like, Cause so, I'm like, thinking selfishly and you're thinking about the greater collective. I don't, again, I don't think that, I don't think it's a, a good or bad thing. It's not uh -huh. a good or bad thing. Like, okay. again, like that's the same thing with arguments. People look at arguments of being like, there's a right and a wrong person. No, 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 no. I just want understanding. Okay. I just want understanding. I don't want you to feel bad about the choices that you make. I want you to understand that the choices that you make, um, what was the ripple effect of said choices? And hopefully the next time you enter something like that, you'll be able to think about that. And to me, that's a win of this conversation. That I don't want things to be changed that happened in the past. That's not no, what they I can't want. Be. I don't it's want impossible. you to feel bad about the things that happened in the past, but I want us to collectively learn. I want us to be also, I think we're closer now just by sharing this. Because I, it's like, 100%. 100%. This is long-term relationship shit. Yeah. Oh God. Truly at the end of the day, I just want to have property and a nice place and sure. like help people and be funny with my friends. That's all I really care about. Yeah. But you know, it's not that simple. No. And so like in navigating all this shit, there are good people um like who will vibe with me and then there are people who will look at the way i act and project their bullshit onto me and truly i'm like well like i said we can have a conversation i'm always willing to have a conversation i just don't know if people are willing to have the conversation sebastian just looks at jeff bezos's net worth every day and he's like if i don't hit that then i'm a failure <laughs> <laughs> that's I think, well because we're, like I mean, every single human being on this planet doesn't know me by face and and notice mm -hmm. me and i don't have all the money jeff bezos has then i failed here's the thing you guys like, are wildly different that's i mean but that's but that's, but that's, <laughs> no, that's, but a, that's joke. a joke i don't that's do a joke that's that's a, i don't do that at all i actually don't care enough about no, no, that's a joke no no but but also that's what keeps us where we are because like money is like what people value and, and that's the thing it's like you look at people and you look at what they value and i'm like well why do you value that i remember one of the things that blew my fucking mind and it was crazy i did a youth um, a youth job placement where I was too young, this fucking country, I was too young to legally work, but they had a loophole where during the summer I could work, but they also had programs that taught you about, you know, like um, investing and things like that. But uh -huh. this one dude, I don't remember, he was like, all I remember is like, he sort of looked like George Jefferson. That's the only, <laughs> like, and he was, he was a public school teacher and he yeah. took out a dollar and he was like, what's this? And we were like, it's a dollar. And he ripped it. And he was like, it's a piece of paper. And I was like, fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me. Sure. It's a piece of paper. Yeah. We are doing things based on ideas and concepts that are put on value that people that existed before us. Lou, wait, finish the story. You told me this story before, but then he, he bent down and he took a piece of tape and taped it back together. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> he taped it back together and put it in a vending machine. And he got, what is this? And ever said to Dr. Pepper. And then he drank it. And then he goes, now you got five cents. He's like, he's like, now you got five cents. And then he, he lubed up the Dr. Pepper can and he shoved it up his ass. <laughs> and, then he said, and he said, and, and he said, what is this? And everyone said, uh, a pleasure. And he goes, exactly. Touch your butts, little kids. Yeah, touch your butts. And that's how I discovered my prostate that day. That's a beautiful um, thing. That's a, that's a beautiful thing. And we learned everything. I mean, it's hard for me to look at someone and how they live their life and just be like, well, fuck you, X, Y, and Z. But I can look at certain aspects of it and be like, well, what the fuck's up with that? Sure. 
you know, like I, you know, I'm, people can look at me and do the same thing. Like they're gonna be like, Lou, what the fuck are you doing going on this podcast, which is supposed to be fun and funny, and you're talking about all this real shit? Why can't you just be fun? Why do you have to be this way? Like why, you know? And I'm like, I think I we started know. off good. You like taught people how to like talk to their family. I was like, this is probably the most educational episode. People yeah. will become better persons. You were like, be empathetic and listen and do this. Like you. Well, I would say. I would say I don't feel any type of way about you after having that conversation. Yes. I mean, I got so much love for you. Yeah. It literally, can I be honest? It affected me in the moments, but now that that conversation's over, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> for being honest, it doesn't affect Lou yeah. to me. Right. It was just a conversation. Yeah. It was a conversation. And then you like, you move on and, 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 and like, we'll have another disagreement. Yeah. But, like, like I said, you choose to invest in who you choose to invest in. Of course. And uh, Sebastian, you're a great dude, so I choose to invest in you. You too. You know, you're my favorite. <laughs> all right, all right. You know what, Sebastian, you're not brave enough to say it. Robbie, no. tell me your number one faggot. <laughs> tell me your number one faggot. He's like, I can get this kid. <laughs> No, Robbie, do not say it, bro. I'm gonna have to fucking get you. I'll, I'll have to find a new fucking kid, cute kid. And there ain't that many. I, I, I in quarantine, it's hard to find cute kids. Okay. All right, we'll cut that. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can call. Uh, that's I can't find any cute kids. I can't. I can't find any cute kid. I gotta bring the cute kid I'm, here. I'm looking all over the internet. There's no cute kids on the internet. You are. Yeah, you are Hollywood. <laughs> I need another cute kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where am I going to get a cute kid to come and see my show? I could say, I want to just say this. This is the most not Sebastian episode that we've done. You say he's mogul, is this? this I, I will say, I will say, I know for a fact I always bring that out in you, and that's why I love that dynamic of our relationship. Of course, of course. Yeah, I love it too. All right, Lou, this was, I'm going to say, beautiful. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say beautiful one, because I say that all the time and two, because it truly is good to talk to someone and hear uh, other people and uh, debates. Uh, and I think it wasn't an argument. It was a conversation because I think what we both do is we listen. Yeah. And I was right. And yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> um, Everybody go I check out I, the Squirrel Theater yeah. online. Yeah, Lou, check out the Squirrel when Theater. It, when we finally open up, you'll see Lou on Friday night, 8 p.m., 9 p.m., <laughs> yeah. 10 p.m. Yeah, I, I will say this. Uh, I do not practice what I preach. Oh, yeah. my God. Kill <laughs> me. Bro, all I'm saying is I better get a half hour for your half hour. Let me fucking let me let me fucking tell you something. Fifteen years from now, I'm still gonna be performing in that theater, and no fucking person is gonna take that spot away from me because I earned it. I earned it. <laughs> and you're gonna put you're gonna put another team up against you with you and all your celebrity friends. That's fucking right. Yeah. That's fucking right. Listen, improv doesn't give me money, but it gives me friends who end up on TV, and I get clout. And I love it. I yeah. love that shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what it gives you? It gives you at the Super Bowl, be like, hey, I know him. You know, it yeah. gives you that you know someone through a commercial. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I'm talking, when I'm when I'm talking uh, to a dude uh, and I'm trying to impress him, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this guy who did that TV show. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice. Um, Lou, is there anything you actually want to plug besides the Squirrel Theater or Comedy Theater? Um, I guess you could go on my Instagram. I I I disconnected my Twitter because it's just like it's toxic. I don't, sure. I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm coming back to it. Um, but yeah, ang at Angry Lou, 
at all social media. Maybe I'll be there on Twitter. I just, I don't think Twitter's my vibe. Sure. I like taking, <laughs> hike up. I like taking photos. So I'm going to keep doing that. Yeah. Beautiful photographer. Yeah. And also uh, check out. Yeah. But please check out Squirrel County Theater. We're a nonprofit. Please donate to us so that we can, um, uh, if anything of the things that I said resonate with you and you want to give me money so I can do those things and enact them. Mm-hmm. Would love, you know, five dollars here there goes a long way. Thank you so much. Uh, it's uh, the squirrelnyc.com. I love that, and you could give me a link uh, for a place that they could donate. I'll put that in the. Uh, in oh, the, for sure. Great, beautiful. I'll make sure to do that. Um, Robbie, anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, nine two nine nine hundred six three nine three. Call into the podcast. Rate and let review. Us know what you want to get loud about. Yes, get loud. Please call in on our solo apps. We're playing your calls. We fucking talk to you. So call us. Please rate and review five stars. You know that we still got that one one star review by fucking Showbiz. You know? So we need to fucking take Showbiz down. We got to fucking get more five star reviews. Okay? And for me, we have one one star review, and the person's name is Showbiz. Okay? Oh, it's a you fucking. Know what? I'm, I'm glad that someone whose username is Showbiz is really, like, sticking in your craw. I know! I <laughs> For know. a podcast review, who gives a fuck? <laughs> no, it hurts so bad. Um, and as always, follow me, Sebastian Canale. It's official. Lou may be off Twitter. But the fucking hotties now on Twitter, okay? The smoke show's got Twitter for, for fucking three days already. I'm fucking popping off. Seb Khan Baby. S-E-B-C-O-N-B-A-B-Y. Okay? It's the fight. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm you want, shit. You read, give, give him a taste, Sebastian. Give him a taste of some of your tweets. What should uh, I... What? No, I'm not going to read tweets on the podcast. <laughs> Kill me. No, uh, uh, there's fucking good tweets. I- I'm fucking just writing. Uh, I'm trying to write jokes on there. So if you want to see me do jokes, uh, go to fucking Sebcon, baby. Follow the podcast. We're putting out clips. Fucking. I just want to say thank you for all the fucking thotty bodies. My fucking smoke show army out there. We love you. All right, Robbie, hit the fucking music.